What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the 15 Minutes of Flame podcast. I am your host, Paper Drew. First and foremost, I want to thank each and every one of you for taking the time out to listen. And let's go ahead and get into today's episode. I want to go ahead and touch on this development that happened uh, maybe a few days ago. And it's just from there, other things have transpired. So nine times out of ten, I do want to touch on things as soon as they happen. But I like to let things cool off. And I also like to let things go ahead and develop. So in this particular case, it is the Joel Embiid and Philadelphia 76ers issue. And if you guys haven't heard or you have heard, that is that Joel Embiid is unhappy with his role since the Jimmy Butler trade. Now, if you are a 76ers fan, this has to have you shook. And by that, I mean it has to have you very uneasy, queasy, stomach, butterflies. You see your crush across the way, don't know what to say, don't know what to do, the only two in the room type issue. Um, This is bad, and this can only go one of two ways, and, and we'll talk about those things that can transpire going forward. But this happened about a week ago that um, Joel Embiid said that he was not happy with his role and how things were, quote-unquote, mostly starting plays on the perimeter. And this is post-Jimmy Butler trade because obviously pre-Jimmy Butler trade, these things were not popping up. These things did not come up in any kind of uh, way. Now, digging a little deeper into these two guys is that obviously Jimmy Butler and Joel Embiid are now on the same team. They are both very strong-willed, strong, headstrong guys. They have strong personalities, as we can see from Jimmy Butler's previous two stops in on the Bulls and his last stop with the Timberwolves. He's a very headstrong player, strong personality. He can be abrasive. Um, he not, not everybody's going to like him. He might rub people the wrong way. If you know how to deal with him, it's fine. If you don't, then you might not like him. He's, he's one of those, he just seems like one of those guys. Um, and he admits it himself that he can be abrasive to certain people, but that if, you know, if he rubs you the wrong way, there's a problem with you. And a lot, nine times out of 10, a lot of, well, I'm not gonna say nine times, 10 out of 10 times, anybody who, uh, will explain themselves or define themselves like in that fashion, that if you don't like me, then there's usually something wrong with you, or you don't like me because I go hard a hundred percent. There's usually other underlying factors with that person that, makes it so that you you might not be the crazy one that they just have abrasive personality and that's just how they are um, and you either can accept them and deal with it or you don't have to accept them but in a work environment that can pose certain problems um, that being said the 76ers obviously have had their issues um, with the exception of the Ben Simmons Joel Embiid um Covington before he was uh, traded away. Um, they have some nice pieces. Um, obviously, they have the Markel Fultz issue. I'm not going to talk about that because I don't like to, to talk about people when they're down. I think he just, as far as Markel Fultz is concerned, I think it's a mental thing. Also, he has, um, it's been uh, proven that he has some type of nerve damage or some nerve issue it could be true it could be false I'm not 100% sure I'm not in NBA circles like that so I'm not one to say that someone's feeling pain or not feeling pain I don't know um, 
to me, the eye test, looking him on the court, he's not 100% um, comfortable in the in on the basketball court with other NBA players. He doesn't look like he's NBA ready as far as his injury is concerned. Um, he doesn't look like he's confident in his shot whatsoever. It's probably the furthest thing that he wants to do or the last thing that he wants to do while he's on the basketball court is shoot. Um, it, that's very evident um, while he's on the basketball court. And so I just don't want to talk about uh, that until it's proven that, you know, it's one of those things where it's a mental thing or if it's a physical thing um, or if it's a nerve thing, we won't know until later on down the line. But the 76ers have had some decent luck. They went to the playoffs last year. They played very well. Uh, ben Simmons and uh, Joel Embiid, those things are finally paying off. Um, that patience, that pe- the preaching of the trust the process is finally paying off. Um, but unfortunately... Um, with them getting Jimmy Butler in that trade, it seems that they've thrown off the chemistry a little bit. And we don't hear anything from Ben Simmons, which to me, Ben Simmons or um, Joel Embiid, I would go with Joel Embiid, uh, sorry, I would go with Ben Simmons just for the fact of the way that the NBA is going. Now, that's no slight on Joel Embiid. He's a, a really good player. Um, it's just Ben Simmons, obviously, he doesn't have the track record as far as injuries is concerned. And he also has the intangibles. You know, he's 6'9", damn near. He handles the ball very well. He doesn't settle for jump shots. One of the reasons being that his jump shot is not that great. Uh, But he doesn't settle for them. Um, He drives to the rim. He distributes the basketball. He runs the offense. He he plays defense. He rebounds. All that good stuff. He says all the right things. He seems to be a team player. The guys seem to like him. So those are all the things that you're looking for when you want to start a franchise. So if I were starting a franchise, I would pick Ben Simmons over Joel Embiid. Again, no slight on Joel Embiid. It's just my personal preference uh, as far as uh, basketball is concerned. Now, um, you have, to me, you have Ben Simmons, you have Joel Embiid, and now you have Jimmy Butler into the mix, right? Um, I don't know how strong Ben Simmons' personality is. It doesn't seem to be, uh, he doesn't seem to be one of those, he doesn't seem to be like the other two. So one of those is not like the other two. Ben Simmons, Joel Embiid, Jimmy Butler. One of those is not like the other two. The other two are Jimmy Butler and Joel Embiid. Now, if you are a 76ers fan, you probably this is probably one this is probably the worst news that you can hear. Um, also, probably one of the things that you first were worried about when they made this trade was would Joel Embiid and Jimmy Butler get along? Now, if you were to listen to Jimmy Butler's side of the story, you might have felt that yeah, you know what, maybe these two guys can get along because. Joel Embiid is nothing like Carl Anthony Towns um, in the sense that he play the way that he plays, he doesn't really disappear uh, the way Carl Anthony, Carl Anthony Towns does. And if you're a Carl Anthony Towns fan, uh, you have to admit at certain points in time when Jimmy Butler was on the team that he does disappear. Um, he's played better since Jimmy Butler's left. Obviously, if you're unhappy and they ship the guy off that you don't like, you're more likely going to play better. Derrick Rose has been playing better. The whole team, for the most part, has been playing a lot better uh, since, not a lot better, but they've played better cohesively as a unit since Jimmy Butler's been traded. So it was a good trade. Uh, what they got in return, uh, not 100% sure. But then again, you know, when your back is against the wall, the teams know that you're not going to get what you want for a player of Jimmy Butler's caliber. Not to say that he's a superstar, but he's a very good player. Um, that being said, this whole thing with Joel Embiid and uh, Jimmy Butler can go south pretty quickly. Um, the only thing that's happened over the past three games is that um, 
well, two games, is Jimmy Butler hasn't played in the last two games versus Indiana and versus Brooklyn, both losses. And um, he supposedly had a hamstring um, issue, so he's injured. So he's not um, playing right now. He hasn't played for the... He played, he played 10 games... Or, sorry, 10, he played 10 minutes in the Detroit game, scored zero points, uh, 0 for 3 from the field, and that's the, the game that he was injured supposedly went down, was not feeling well, whatever the case may be. Game before that, he was, um, he played 39 minutes and he had 38 points. Game before that versus Toronto and a loss, 38 points. So he's been on pretty much of a scoring tear since he got in. He's got a couple game winners since he's joined the 76ers. And for the most part, it looks like uh, he's the, I want to say the, the focal point of their offense. So it's no longer Joel Embiid. A lot of the plays, if you guys watch the 76ers play, and I've been watching them play since Joel, since Jimmy Butler came along, usually I just watch them play because they, they play good basketball. I like the way that they move the ball around. I like their dynamic. I like the way they're coached. Um, they're just a good team to watch. They're a nice team to watch, especially if you, if you like basketball. They're a good team to watch, play basketball. So if you watch them pre-Jimmy Butler and then post-Jimmy Butler, a lot of the plays now post-Jimmy Butler are no longer in the post, if you get what I'm saying. So a lot of the focus has been shifted away from Joel Embiid and towards Jimmy Butler. Now, this is a problem for the fact that this is Jimmy Butler. He is in a contract year, um, so he's going to look for his money. So if you're the 76ers... And you have Joel Embiid, who is one of your franchise players, if not your franchise player, depending on who you ask in the organization. Um, do you not placate or ingratiate yourself with Joel Embiid and keep Jimmy Butler, give him his max money like he's going to want, um, and like he's already pretty much said by leaving Timberwolves because they didn't give him max money. They didn't feel that he was a max player. He's already 29. Do you give him the max money? And just say, hey, you two got to figure out a way to, you know, figure out a way to make this work. Now, uh, for those of you who say that, you know what, the only thing that could possibly um, fix this is winning. You know, fix winning fixes all things. Uh, for the most part, you probably could say that for guys that are not of this type of personality. These guys are alpha personalities. They want to be the man. Joel Embiid got a big personality, a big guy. He wants to be the man. With Ben Simmons, Ben Simmons doesn't seem like he needs that. It doesn't seem like he wants that so much. He'd just rather be the type of guy that let my play determine my role on the team. Um, obviously, he is one of the franchise players, and he plays like it. He just lets his game do the talking, and a lot of guys do that. A lot of the guys, but then you have the other half of guys who don't do that, who they want to, they talk a lot on the court. They don't play well unless they're talking a lot. They're not, they're not, don't play well unless they're involved into the whole scheme or every play almost. Um, and then, or they'll take play, they'll take game, they'll take plays off. They won't play as hard on defense. They won't rebound. They won't do the other things if they're not fully involved in every facet of the game. Um, and it's a little bit different for the big guy because the big guy, obviously he's not going to bring the ball up and down the court. He's not going to touch the ball every possession the way that Ben Simmons can because he is the point guard, the de facto point guard. So, you know, he can kind of dictate the flow of the game. You know, the, okay, I'm going to take this 
and I'm going to, you know, I'm going to take this play and I'm going to, you know, do what I want to do or next play I'm going to give it to Joel. So he's distributing the ball. So it's easier for him to get into the flow of the game when you have the ball 99.9% of the time. Um, so since Jimmy Butler has got to Philadelphia, he's played 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 13 games. He's actually played 14 games, but I'm not going to count the last game which he got injured in Detroit. So 13 games. Out of those 13 games, they've only lost three times. So, and then they've lost their last two without him. And so, you know, that's a good, you know, 10 and 3 is a damn good record. Um, especially since getting him. Um, so you can't say that winning cures all things and then they're winning games and you're still hearing grumblings. And it's not grumblings because he came out and he said it himself. If it was a rumor, it would be different. If it was something where it's like, oh, well, we're hearing things in the background that you know he might be unhappy. He came out and physically said that he was unhappy. Now, he didn't throw Jimmy under the bus and say that, you know, it's because Jimmy Butler. But it, for one, it happened after Jimmy Butler got there. And for two, he's saying things like the perimeter, the, the perimeter comment, that things are starting on the perimeter. Uh, most, we're mostly starting plays at the perimeter. Um, and that's not good. Um, so if you were a Philadelphia 76er fan, or even if you just, you know, basketball fan in general, um, you see how this can play out. This could be, it's not going to, I don't think it'll be a Shaq and Kobe thing, because obviously they're, the 76 haven't won any championships. They're, they're with, they're in the upper echelon of Eastern Conference teams, right? They're, they're the team, one of the teams to beat in the Eastern Conference if they can keep going how they've been going, keep their core together and all that good stuff, and they keep playing well. But to have, two of one of your franchise players possibly one of your other franchise players if you wind up paying him the money depending on whatever conversations they've had with jimmy butler behind closed doors saying we're invested in you we want to keep you past this year blah 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 because again like i said he is in the contract year so jimmy butler is going to ball out and he's going to want to get have the ball in his hands he's going to want to show hey if it's not you that's going to pay me being you the 76ers then I'm going to showcase my talents to other teams. And if we're winning, that even makes it even better. But someone's going to pay me. Is That's that's what Jimmy Butler is, is his mindset is at. Um, and again, I don't have any inside information, but just being physically from a basketball player and being a, being a business person, that's what he's thinking. I'm going to play for somebody next year. Someone's going to open up the bank and give me the keys to it. And, you know, I'm going to get paid. So if it's not you, Philadelphia, then I'm going to showcase, my, I'm going to continue to showcase my talents. I'm going to continue to play hard, but someone's going to pay me. So you guys are not taking the ball out of my hand to give it to Joel Embiid when you guys already have him locked up and not going to let me shine so that if you're not going to pay me, that's great. That's all well and good. But someone out there is going to pay me and I'm going to keep showing my talents so that someone pays me my money. So that is probably one of the worst scenarios that could happen that Jimmy Butler sees that he says okay well you know what Joel if you feel that way and we're winning and you're still unhappy because you want the ball 
every time, that's well and good. But, you know, A, the coach is running these plays, so be upset with him. And B, uh, if the franchise is saying that we want to continue going the Jimmy route, then that's what it's going to be. Um, and then, then you have Joel Embiid, who neither one of these guys will stay quiet. I don't think that if they if this gets out of hand, neither one of them is the type of personality to keep it really in-house and not voice their opinions about it. So that could disrupt the entire locker room. That could make it so that one side of the locker room is on Joel Embiid's side and the other half could be on Jimmy Butler's side. You know, you can have the guys that are like, we're winning, I don't understand the issue, what's the problem? You know, Jimmy's here, we, we need to try to get him assimilated to this, um, to, the, to the entire flow of our offense, to the team, everything. He plays defense, he plays offense, he plays hard every play. I don't understand what the issue is. That side will go to Jimmy Butler. You have the other side will be, well, Joel Embiid was here first. He's a franchise player, or he's one of the franchise players. He plays hard every night as well. You know, he's our guy, and we don't see why it's kind of being shifted towards Jimmy Butler. So this could break up the entire locker room. This could mess it up for the Philadelphia Sixers uh, 100%. This could blow up in their face um, for the, for this for this, this year um, because they don't have to – you know, they don't have to re-sign Jim Butler to a crazy contract. Um, it would suck if they didn't because of what, the, you know, they gave. They did give up players. They weren't, they, they weren't the best players in the world, but they did give up assets to get Jimmy Butler. So if you're the 76ers, your end goal would be to keep Jimmy Butler, uh, sign, re-sign him to a max deal or, you know, something that's reasonable. Also, to keep Joel Embiid happy, but to make it so that those guys can work together. Ben Simmons doesn't seem to have any issue. If he does, he's keeping it in-house, which usually is the best way to go about things. But to get those three guys working together in unison and making it so that they can get to the Eastern Conference Finals and hopefully topping whoever they meet there and getting to you know, the championship games where it would be them versus, I would only assume, Golden State. Um if they can keep their locker room intact. Um, so let me know what you guys think about this whole situation. Were you guys surprised with by this? Are you guys not surprised by this? Is this kind of what you expected when this happened? If you're a Philadelphia 76ers fan, were you dreading this very same thing, which happened, I mean, this happened a week ago, so this wasn't even, um, he was traded the 12th of November, so not even a month later, because we're at the 15th today. Not even a month later, you hear this, um, that they're having an issue as far as Joel and B not being happy. So this is probably the worst scenario that's that could happen, that could pop up. Probably, like I said, it can only go those two. I don't even know if it can go any other way. Um, hopefully it does. Hopefully they're able to work it out. Hopefully the coach is able to acclimate. Um, Jimmy Butler's game and Joel Embiid's game and make it so that they can have some type of inside-out thing. But Jimmy Butler doesn't really... Um, he's not... A, he shoots threes, but he's not really a three-point specialist. Like, J.J. Redick and Jim and Joel Embiid can get along because they can do that in-and-out uh, the in-and-out game. You know, you can post post him up. That double-team goes to, to, to Joel... To Joel he dumps it back off to, to uh, J.J. Redick. He has a wide-open shot. Nine times out of ten times he's going to make that. So 
you know, you run the pick and roll, the pick and pop, the screen and roll. All these things you can do with J.J. Redick. You can do the same things with Jimmy Butler in the mid-range, but not so much in the three-point. But you got to give Joel Embiid, he needs the space to operate. He likes that space to operate. So if you're doing a pick and pop or picking uh, a screen and roll in the mid-range, you kind of shrink that game down a little bit. And if you know that, you know, Jimmy's going to shoot the, ju- the, the, jump, the jumper, you're kind of probably not going to sag off of him. Most people are not going to go... Um, if you're an NBA, most guys are not going to go underneath that because they know that, you know, Joel Embiid's going to roll so that he's going to, he's going to take up that or occupy that space. So Jimmy Butler's more likely not going to go to the basket with that. So he's probably just going to shoot it. So in that case, you go over, or sorry, you go underneath, uh, so that, you know, you're ready. Um, or sorry, you go over, sorry, you go over so that you're, you're ready for the jump shot. If you go underneath, you're going, you know, the other way around. So, I don't know how this is going to play out. Hopefully it doesn't uh, blow up in the Philadelphia 76ers' faces. They already have enough issues going on with Markel Fultz and his development and how that's going to, how things going to play out. Uh, so hopefully this doesn't get any worse. Hopefully it gets better, but it might get worse before it gets better. Who knows? Uh, Jimmy Butler's been out for the past three games, like I said. So for now, Joel Embiid is um, probably going to be pretty happy. Um, he's probably not going to have any issues because he's going to be, again, he's going to be the uh, focal point of the offense. Uh, but, you know, things can change. Things can change day to day. Um, he did have a pretty piss poor game um, not too long ago, which I was highly surprised. And by him, I mean uh, Joel Embiid. So he's kind of not playing that great to begin with. So I don't know if he can really blame it on um, the Jimmy Butler thing. So we'll we'll see how that plays out. But I don't think that, like I said, I don't think that this is, going to end well um but again this is something that the 76ers had to you know they took a flyer on it you know they they said if you know we'll see if this works hopefully it works if it doesn't it doesn't uh for example he played uh the fifth in toronto he played 36 minutes he only scored 10 points um he didn't play the, the seventh which was detroit he played uh 33 minutes versus detroit in the game that they won so the game after uh, Jimmy Butler went down, uh, he scored 24 points. He had 30 in 33 minutes. He played 38 minutes in the following game in Brooklyn, in which they lost. He scored 33 points, and then he had he scored 40 in 34 minutes in a loss to Indiana. So in those losses, uh, not looking good. So hopefully Joel Embiid doesn't turn into one of those guys or isn't one of those guys who is happy as long as he's getting his numbers, even if they lose, which is a possibility. Um, but that would not be good because he scored 33 and 40, respectively, in those last two games. Um, and they lost. And he had high numbers. And before that, he was scoring... Uh, in Memphis on the 2nd of December, he scored 15 points. They won. He scored 16 points. The game before that in Washington, they won. Um, I mean, he hasn't scored too bad since the Jimmy Butler trade. It just seems like whatever the issue is, who knows? So it's not like the ball has really gotten taken out of his hands too much. He's still shooting around, I want to say, 20 shots a game uh, average. He's still getting his touches, it looks like. But... Uh, 
for whatever reason, he's not happy. So, I don't know. Let me know what you guys think. Uh, drop me a comment or leave me a voice, uh, a message if you're listening on the app, uh, the Anchor app. Uh, if you're listening on YouTube, drop me a comment. Uh, if you're listening on any of the other ones, go ahead and drop me a line. You can drop me a line on my email. And as always, man, it's been Paper Drew. This is the 15 Minutes of Flame podcast. I appreciate you guys listening. And as always, stay blessed.